You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. So I had an interesting weekend, ladies, I thought I'd share with you. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I had just, I was finishing up doing the Amujam retreats. There was three, three different types. Three, yeah, I think I picked package C. So anyways, <clears throat> long story short, in her... In our group healing, I remember we removed our whole entire energetic fields. Our fields just was wiped away. And I actually saw it being wiped away. It was quite incredible. And then all of a sudden, an energy pulsed from my chest. And all of a sudden, new fields were up. And I remember her asking, what did she ask? What do you want put in the fields? What do you want to see next? What do you want to, you know basically embody for your next party of your journey, whatever your intentions go into these fields. So I sat there and I thought about it and was just sending, sending off my intentions. Well, we got done with the, the retreat and then I went off to go with one of my best friends to a supermarket and I noticed that I started getting a headache and I was like, oh man. And then... <laughs> It's progressively got worse. So by the time I go to bed, I have a full blown migraine. Ugh. Yeah, it's not Ugh. fun. Sorry. And I'm, I'm kind of pleading. I'm like, hey, my team, help. Because <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fun. So I'm like, oh, no, it's one of these. So whenever I've had incredibly huge changes, I've gotten fevers, I've gotten... I've gotten migraines, like one of one of the when I first started awakening to everything, I had a migraine for almost four days straight. So, so this one I was like, oh no, I hope it's not one of those. <laughs> but I understand yeah. because everything's changing. So, as I'm turning over in bed and my eyes are still closed, I see, I see my energetic self writing on a note. Folding it, putting it on the table, and then it goes to the fields. Writing a note, putting it on the table, and going to the fields. And each time it did this, my headache kept on getting worse. Or it just kept on pounding harder, felt like. And I was like, oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> That's what's kind of like everything's being implemented in the fields. My fields look stronger. There was stuff. To me, my fields look like a swirling vortex that goes around around me. And there's there's a middle to it, like almost if you're looking at a spool of thread. The the thread on the spool is what's my energy fields going around on the outside, and then in the middle is just kind of like my core, my core beingness. So I see this happening, and and my fields are getting thicker, and I'm like, thank you for that info. And then I turn over, and I fall back asleep, which is really nice because when you have migraines, it's hard for you to sleep, and luckily. 
you know, in between my pleading with my team, you know, how long is this going to last? Where are we going with this? This sucks. <laughs> um, I get another vision as I turn over in bed and I see rows upon rows upon rows of people marching out. And each time a row goes, my head pounds more. And I'm just like, holy cow. Okay, we're releasing a whole bunch of identities, soul contracts, just, and I heard personalities. So I'm just like, wow, my socks are being blown away. By the time I wake up in the morning on Sunday, my head feels like mush and it feels like I'm full of cotton. And I'm just, (laughs) I'm like, okay, all right. So I feel different. I kind of felt like you, Stephanie, as I felt like a completely whole new person. And Brian's like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. I just, just, just let me be. I don't want to deal with anything right now. I just had an incredible night of a lot of pain and just a lot of changes. I'm not even Heather anymore. (laughs) What I thought Heather was, because that's changed too. And he, he's kind of like your husband, Stephanie, of, do you want to go see somebody? Are you okay? And I'm like, no, I just, I know I'm not the same person right now because I was very solemn and I was quiet and he's just, it, it was a change for him. And I was just like, let me be, let me go in my little hobble and let me be. And then, um, through the whole entire week, it's been, it's been quite, quite a journey because... I'm working on trust right now because everything's so new and so changed. I don't trust myself. I don't trust what's around me. I don't trust energies that are coming in. And I'm trying to figure out if this is my energy coming in because I feel it so, I feel it in every cell of my body. And I'm trying to figure out if this is distortive, denser energy kind of picking on me. And I just, I had enough by Wednesday and I had a, that evening on Wednesday evening, my head was being moved around and it just didn't feel right. And I hear a crack, crack, crack in my, in my living room. And I was just like, okay, energy just came in. And then that's when my head was being positioned around, but it just didn't feel right. And I was just like, something's off. And I just don't know what it is, but I was like, nope, get off my lawn. I'm not playing with you right now, whatever this is, whether it be me or whether it be, you know, distortive power and control energies, whatever you want to call them. So I go to meditate that night and then I call on God and I say, you know, I'm not okay with this. This is like, I feel kind of violated. Like if this is denser energies coming in, thinking that they can mess with me, I no, this is not okay. And no, God's like, yeah, I I agree. And, and then I had a moment where I was like, I surrender in complete blind trust to you, God, complete faith and blind trust. And I let go. I let go of everything. That's all I have to offer you right now is my trust. And I give it to you freely for whatever divine will is happening, because I feel scattered to the wind of not, because I've changed so much. The perception is my ego is trying to grasp onto stuff while Heather's trying to figure stuff out and trust at the same time. So it's just like a bag of cats right now. It's, 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 it's been a How lot does that manifest when you say it's like a bag of cats right now? So are you having thoughts? Are you, what, what does am, that look like? My, my 
egoic mental thoughts are trying to find purchase and trying to grab onto stuff and want to question everything, want to question, you know, my team of like, what's going to happen this? What ha And I was like, you know what? I surrendered those thoughts. I surrender to not even asking questions anymore because it's a mental minefield. And me trying to figure it out from an egoic standpoint is not going to get me anywhere. And I know this, but it's just being so uncertain right now. It's, it's, mm, it's like my egoic mental part needs to catch up with my, how far have I advanced this week, if that makes sense. Yes. So it's like, it's that mental minefield. And when my brain starts going down these mental minefields of like, well, what about this one? And I'm like, nope, stop. I just, no. I'm not dealing with it right now. I know whatever's going to come in for me will come in and I have to let that go and completely surrender. So, and when I start doing this, I say, I am aware, I am aware and I trust. And that's all I can do at the moment. That's all I can do is just be and surrender to that. So that's, that's been my incredible week. And I remember after saying, saying to God, I give you, this is all I have to give you is my complete blind faith and trust and surrender and whatever divine will it is, I give freely. And then all of a sudden this huge stabbing pain came from my solar plex. And it, if I could picture in my mind's eye, it was like something was removed mm -hmm. in that minute. And I, and then, and in the background, there was like buzzing energy around me and it felt similar the same time when I had a path change from when I asked for more than just Reiki. It was the same thing. Like I felt the energy just buzzing all around me and I was like, okay, something changed for me giving over surrendering. And here I am today, just kind of, kind of not walking on eggshells, but it's just, I feel different. My mental egoic brain is trying to find purchase on this stuff and and wants to figure everything out and the the duality and the well yeah the duality of it is just there's such a huge grand Can canyon space in between the two it's just it's uncomfortable right now oh i hear you and that's it reminds me of if a person can imagine um getting a sheet pulled over their head and being dragged off somewhere and the need to know, you know, not only where you are, who's got you, why this is happening, because there's so much um, loss of control. There's so much uncertainty. There's it's blank. You're blind. Somebody here, has the audacity you know? to tell you to relax, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then in, in that, and then, you know, in that, right. Like Heather's saying, uh, you're supposed to surrender and have trust, but you know, that's not, a good feeling. It, no one likes, you know, whether it's someone's going to surprise you and just show you your new car, your new house, your new vacation. It's still so shocking to the system um, when we lose all our senses. And for you, you're, you've lost your original or your previous energy field and identity. You, what do you have now? Who are you? There's just too exactly. many questions. And then also before we've talked on the podcast where we would our like Angela and I's favorite time is when we're waking up and there's that moment where you can go really deep diving in this whole entire week. I haven't been able to do that. It all of a sudden, like 
this energy comes in and it's all consuming in my crown chakra area and it just I can't get to the level where I want to go and and it's a little disconcerting because you're trying to figure out you're you're trying to not to figure out from an egoic mental standpoint but you're also like what the hell's going on why can't I get back to this place where I feel really comfortable and and it's quiet it's centered and it it and you knew it to be the truth of who you are before and you just can't get there because there's this energy that just is so intense in my head and in my body and in my sacral chakra area that it's overwhelming every morning this happens like it keeps on stopping me from going deep hmm. so yeah and it's just i have to surrender I trust, I trust in myself. I have faith in myself. Whatever needs to happen is going to happen. And I just have to let, let go and just everything's okay. So a couple of things, <laughs> um, the metaphor that I keep getting when both you and Stephanie were talking is standing outside the oven as the cake is baking. Yeah. It's like, you've done everything you can. And it's a really complex recipe and you've exactly. done all the separating the yolk from the you know it, it you did it it's in the oven you maybe maybe you can clean off the counter like if you <laughs> want to do like be busy yeah but as far as what is happening in the oven mm-hmm. yeah you can turn on a light and see through the window that you mm-hmm. never clean that gives you like that not great view but if you open it up you're gonna ruin everything you know so it's just mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. oh yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that Stephanie went through this. You went through it. So I'm just assuming. <laughs> like, um, I, I, I'm like, You're I guess next. I'm next. <laughs> yeah. If we're Rose of Lemmings, I'm the one who's like, okay, it's me now. Um, <laughs> so Heather, but on this. I, I think I just know. want the listeners to know it's okay mm-hmm. to surrender and not have it figured all out. Like, this is my main thing that I'm coming. I want to convey to the listeners is don't figure it out in the moment or try to force to figure it out in the moment because it winds up being a mental minefield, you know, just. Well, it's also usually not accurate. You're creating the answer from who you used to be. Exactly. And you're, you're coming from, you know, a wounding of, you know, whatever it could be, whether it be lack or disempowerment, you know, just trying to figure it out in the moment. Don't. And, And it's okay. And just keep on saying to yourself, it's as it should be, and we'll figure it out. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a shifting change. And I'm sh- I'm not sure, but I imagine a lot of the characteristics and personalities and parts of you will slowly start coming back and fitting in to place. Um, oh, you don't feel like they will? Okay. Mm-mm, so you I don't feel, feel like they will. No. So you're going to be uh, 100% totally different. That's how you feel like this is... Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So in it, um, what is new that who you are? Has, has that taken Mm-mm. place yet? Mm-mm. No. Okay. I'm just going to let it be okay. and not even, not even try to figure out that part of it because even figuring out that part of it is putting it in a box basically. So I'm going to go say, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to be right now, which, which I don't want to put myself in a box and just kind of let it, let my feel, let my fields work it all out, you know? 
back in the uh, when I was consulting and we would have clients in and we would walk them through and let them brainstorm like what is the problem like helping them identify the problem from all these different angles and inevitably they're like okay so now what we should and we're like nope we wouldn't even let them get into problem solving until two days later because there was just this whole process you have to go through and even though that was for you know business it's the same in life when you're breaking down and you're just you know letting uh, doing the tower moment, blowing up aspects of your mental, spiritual, and physical construct, you you got to let the dust really, truly settle. Otherwise, you are just recreating and you'll fool yourself. You'll think you're coming up with something new and it's not. And it's not going to feel comfortable. The solution may ultimately, but the process of, of dismantling everything is not supposed to be comfortable. Otherwise, people would always do it. Yeah. So yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta let it rest. You gotta let it. It's not about comfort. It's about truth. I like that. That, that spirit, let me say. (laughs) For you listeners out there, we've had having technical difficulties (laughs) each time Angela goes to speak. So (laughs) it's like spirits putting the sensor button, you know, when somebody speaks and you hear, "Eh," when somebody talks, I feel like spirits doing that. (laughs) Sit there and look pretty. That's what God's telling me. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I I really, I don't, that's why I was asking about Heather, what parts are come back. Cause I I don't, I don't resonate with what she's saying that um, she expects to be a hundred percent different. I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah, but Um, that's even putting myself in a box to say it's a hundred percent to be different. Yeah, well, the point is you're saying nothing will you nothing will come back. You're just I I I don't even so I don't I don't even know what that that is. I I really (laughs) have no comment on it. I mean, certainly it's an internal and emotional perspective because you know to who you relate to for the most part you see them same. So it becomes something how you're looking through different eyes. So you're thinking differently, you're feeling differently, you're, you're believing differently. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I mean, I can, I hear the words, but I, I don't know what, what that. Well, and our experience might not be different. Yeah. You know, it might be a totally internal thing for her. We, we don't know yet. Yeah. The shell is on the egg is still complete. She's, yeah. she hasn't broken out yet. <laughs> It could be a dinosaur. It could be a chicken. <laughs> Which came first? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but that's um, that's a lot. And, and there were magnetic shifts happening during the time. Did we talk about that? Uh, they're supposed to be from the 3rd to the 9th. But I know before that was uh, the world was up for a sole contraction, contractual agreements being severed, people walking away and people staying. Mm. globally so so i think around the same time i had that weird like my bones are hurting like hurting like yeah okay yeah yeah and then that's i always and you would think i learned every time go to webmd to discover how i'm dying because my bones hurt and then (laughs) i find out oh it's the magnetics again because Every time Gaia goes to this, I had the exact same symptoms and I never know, you know, I never read the newsletter prior to my going through this. Um, so there was a lot of just heavy, there was a heavy lot of stuff and it allowed, it sounds like you allowed it to just go and, and it was time for you and Stephanie to do the great reset. So 
like I said, another one. These are fun, uh, great resets. I'm I curious to see. We go through levels and layers of resets. Yeah, so, and it's just not. And listeners, it's not always one and done for resets. How <laughs> uh, we would love that to happen. <laughs> would we though? I mean, imagine what you're going through right now. I think that I think that is probably when people have um, psychological breakdowns, especially when they try to use drugs to get to that point. To like, mm-hmm. let's just clear everything out and see God's face all at once. And it's like, you don't always handle that well. No, there w- I, I would imagine that there would have been a psychological break if you did it all at once. The psyche just can't handle it. Yeah. Because don't they say like, even with Kundalini, when you're, when they teach you how to raise your Kundalini, like if you don't prepare and do it right, people just blow their means. minds. I, well, well I think it's obviously in stages, but I think. I personally believe that as we continue to um, increase our awareness and to grow in our comfort and our relationship with ourselves and with spirit, they become a little more intense Um, because I believe not that a person's more special, not that, you know, you're at a higher level. It's just that you've, your body becomes accustomed to a certain level, right. Of discomfort or pain in real life. We all have limits of our, our pain levels, right? So our growth, level discomfort continues to get strengthened. So they're a little more intense, I believe. Uh, They have to be to catch our attention because if you're continuing having these little ones, then, you know, they're easy to move through. I remember, you know, if I go back a couple of years, what seemed tough then I look back and that was nothing, you know, it was a, it was an aha, maybe a day, a couple hours, your mind blown and you moved on. And, and then as time continues to go on they're they're longer, they take days, it could be weeks, um, it just, it's more challenging for me so that I really grasp it and I'm able to work through with it and I resist it. And then I have to surrender to it. It's this whole process. I mean, everyone's yeah. different, but, um, I just think that every time you go through it, you know, that hurdle, it just continues to prepare you for the next one that continues yeah. to come. And like Heather said, if it all happened at once, well, probably we wouldn't even be here as humans. And two, it would be too much because, um, you know, we all have certain capacities yeah. and, um, and, and certain levels of acceptance and tolerance of discomfort. I agree with, with most of what you're saying. I'm not sure it has to be uncomfortable. I'm wondering if the discomfort comes from the level of attachment we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like yeah, if we still, could truly right. detach from. Absolutely what my life has to look like, who I have to have in my life, um, which is really scary, especially for those of us, the three of us are in committed relationships. Like if we are truly going through a change and you're like truly letting go of everything, that's, that can be really scary. Absolutely. So. I think the attachment is key. And that's why the discomfort, I agree, exists because, yeah. and it's attachment to our beliefs. It's attachment to our identities, attachment to, right. Um, our, our, like Heather was saying, she has this, expectation of what she does in the morning and how she wants to go back to it. You know, it's discomfort for her not to be able to do it. So, you know, that's upon her to see what, how can she change it? Maybe she can't, maybe it'll become even greater and bigger once she, you know, accepts that part of her. But um, I mean, you could use whatever word you want. I use discomfort, but it's just, um, it's an uncomfortable thing when we lose our routine and our, you know, our complacent behavior, because it's so habitual. And when it changes, it rocks our world, right? Um, 
And, but, but, but how do we grow without that? If a person never does the work and if a person never notices changes and if a person does not accept these opportunities, then nothing ever changes. And that's not a bad thing. That's fine for some people, but if nothing ever changes, nothing ever changes. So, yeah. and it's not what we've chosen because you're right. right. For some right. people, that's just not their journey this time, but yes. we've clearly chosen differently. I think most people listening right now have chosen differently. So there's these moments in time where, and you know, when you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, when, when you're letting everything go back when you were a nun or a monk, it was easy. You had your cot, you know, your one room cell, your, all you did was pray all day. <laughs> letting go looked so different. But now the challenge of our generation is how do you go through that process of getting closer to what the truth is for you when you know you still have to go through these processes of letting go of what you've already constructed and what you've constructed is a lot more complex and interwoven with other people, children, spouses, partners, business partners. Like it's a really interesting lesson that everybody's going through, like how you reinvent yourself, not reinvent, but allow the rebirth of yourself. And what do you do with all the attachment, the life and the people that were attached to that old version of you? And those attachments, in fact, we just talked about that in our class, uh, are not just physical and relationships, right? So we have attachments to our vehicles, to our jobs, to our groups, to right to a, a lot of inanimate objects. And it, we are talking about Buddhism and that everything, everything changes and everything must die. And when we hold on with that attachment to things, it only brings us, you know, discomfort and, and, and unhappiness, but where's the line between fully enjoying something and appreciating it and then getting attached. And, and they explained it as the attachment comes when it's gone and you still grieve mm -hmm. or you still hurt and you long for it. Now, certainly with people that's understandable because that's a whole nother thing, but it still can alter our life and our living space. If we live in that point of grief and suffering, right? So, but it's hard to be human without attachments. Like you were saying, you know, you, no one wants to lose anyone with your friend, yeah. a spouse, a child, a parent. And we understand, we have beliefs in maybe life after death or however, you know, you both believe in our audience believes, but it, it just doesn't, it doesn't do enough, you know, during that pain of sorrow. So how do you, do you both have tips on how, where do you, do you have even lines drawn? Like my car is just something I drive. If it breaks down, no big deal. I don't feel sad. Or are you like, I explained it in class when we came to me, I said, I'm attached to everything. And I just am, I'm attached to everything. And I don't feel bad about it. That's, that's the way I choose to be, but I don't go into a grieving process when everything is lost or changes. Um, I certainly react but I'm able to move through because I do like change, but I probably, so are, are you, know, you I talk to my cars, I name my cars, right. I just, I bond with things, whether they're alive or not. I just do. And that's just me. So how do you both, do you find lines blurred on that? Or I talk to my, I talk not through my phone. I talk oh, to my go. phone. I talk to my car. Yes, you, so you know? do. You do have I a do. just right completely yeah, relationship. I apologize with when I run into things. You know, if I bump, <laughs> if I bump 
a chair. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, and it's Are real. Are you serious? Oh, oh yeah. my God. Oh, it's I'm real. crazier than me. That's great. Oh, of course I'm crazier <laughs> than you. I love that. Um, I love that. Do you, do you have a reason for that, if I may ask? Or do you not even? I remember the very first time I did it in my life. I was nine years old and I was sitting in a tree in Kentucky and I was up in the tree and I was watching this family walk by and the house across. I think I told you ladies this before. Yeah. The house across the street was for sale. And I, the kid in the family walking by had a stick and he picked it up and he hit the for sale. Not you just, you know, kind of banging and walking on. And I apologized to the sign and to the stick. And I remember thinking, never done what, you know, like that, <laughs> that's new. And I couldn't not after that. And it's not for those of you at home, they don't talk back. <laughs> they do not that's talk. the key. That's the key. Right? That's the key. Sometimes um, rocks talk back. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, okay. Come on, rocks are different. But <laughs> I don't know. There's just this constant. And I think it's my way. If I were to think about this, because I've honestly just done it and I've never actually thought about it. I think it's my way of acknowledging the energy and the constructs and what's around me, and that I'm just being in touch with your surroundings. Every everything is the same. I am the same as the chair. We're all made from the same stuff. So I think it's my way of sort of keeping in touch with that. I don't know. Um, but I brought that up for a reason, which I will not remember now. So forget it. Well, God. Okay. Well, we were just talking about spirits like, editing our, me again. What so, our limits okay. were. Why am I here? What our, that's fine. <laughs> Heather, we better go to Heather. Heather. Go to Heather. What are your relationships with things, people, attachments? How yeah, do you- I do. I do. Like I've, when I had my car and, and spirits like you should sell it now. And I remember even in my dream, I was like, bye car. Thank you so much. We mm-hmm. had a great time together. Thank you for getting me around. And that was, that was yeah. it. But I mean, and even my mom's car, I love my mom's car more than I love my other car. And you know, I'm attached to it and I'll talk to it and be like, Oh man, there I go again, talking to my windshield. So, but, um, no, I don't put ceremony into a lot of, material things you know what I mean but Mm -hmm. I am aware I I do I do more of thinking as of I'm connected looking at everything as me like the ground is me and just sensing sensing that this is me it's more of a feeling sensing kind of thing and just leaving it like that but not being really attached to it connected you you realize the connection like you're saying uh, like there's no separation, kind of like what Angela's saying that you are the. Chair if I put my awareness you. into okay. it, okay. otherwise I am I am not always aware. Uh-huh. But once I stop and just think about everything and just say, "This is all me," mm-hmm. I I do it randomly through the day. This is all me. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's, that's good. I appreciate that explanation. When you were talking, it made me think. I think my relationship with things is based on gratitude because like you said, you're talking to your car. I always talk to my car um, in gratitude for the most part, you know, thank you for getting me here and there. And I do say, I'm sorry if I've let her get too dirty, you know, because I feel like I'm not, she's doing her part, taking care of me, you know. Do you get angry at her when she breaks down? She's, she's never broke down, but I would not get angry. I don't believe, um, I would be, cause I remember a couple cars ago when it, when it had to go in the shop for a, a recall and I was so sad, like, Oh, the poor thing has to go in and, you know, has to have this happen. <laughs> People are like, what kind of sickness is this? You know? So, um, no, I wouldn't get angry. I would, um, I'd be concerned. Like you're not feeling well, 
you know, what, what, what's, what's so happening. How interesting is it that you got angry at your body? Yes. Yes. Well, exactly. See, no, that's a different man. thing. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for bringing up the past. I'm you know, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> the past is never really gone. It is just something well, for me to bring up. Gratitude lately. <laughs> I've been, but no, this is true because again, those are those um, expectations and the self-talk and all the other stuff, which is, you know, we've discussed before, but no, well, I don't think attachment's always bad though. I just don't, it depends again, what state does it leave you in? It's wonderful if you can release, be attached to it. And when it's time, you know, for it to change or you to leave it or it to leave you, that you can give thanks and gratitude. What a good experience. I welcome whatever's coming in, right? Not always easy, but certainly um, uh, a good role. I don't want to be oblivious to everything. I don't want to be, you know, yeah. not involved with stuff. That's just not me. I, I, I don't like that. I have you know? to say, no, I, I'm... And I think I've talked with Heather about this, about how I I want to have wine this lifetime. I want to have connections and chocolate and I want it to have, um, I, want, I, I really want to savor life, but I do want that underlying wisdom that when it's time to let go or I can use my wisdom to not have to force things to go a certain way or people to behave, you know, I think that's what to me, what the majority of this generation is here to learn is that, you know, it used to either be a monk or, you know, you were in the world. Yeah. You could either be spiritual alone on a mountainside or you were 3D. You weren't in the spirit. And I think we're really learning how to. Yeah. How I, to const- do I constantly ask myself, why, why can't it be that way? You know, it's like when I had to start eating meat, cause my body's like, look lady, you need to start eating meat. Or I'm going to start cannibalizing itself. So I was just like, why Why can't it be that? I don't need to, you know, have a piece of broccoli and be okay with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, but also, you know, Stephanie, I get really attached to my guides. When they when they change out, I get very melancholy. Mm. Like my, Understandable. Like to, when my last one left, Tamara, I was, I was... I couldn't place it and I couldn't figure out why I felt so sad. And I was just like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm, mm, it's like that when Angela uses that analogy of you've had a great apartment, but you're leaving that apartment and you feel a little bit melancholy. And that's how I felt. And I couldn't figure out why, because I was a week into it and I'm like, why do I feel melancholy? My heart center would help me to remind that you just, somebody said goodbye to you. Cause I remember when they changed out, somebody said goodbye, Heather. And it was very audibly. And it was in a female mm-hmm. voice saying goodbye. And I was just, Oh yeah, that's right. Somebody left. And I was like, who was that? And they're like, and I figured it out. It was Tamara. And I was just like, damn. Okay. Yeah. But I get very attached to my, to my guides. It's so funny. Mine swap out so much faster when I used to work with them more. Um, I think that, maybe it was preparing me to ultimately go to this sort of non, at least personified state that my team seems to be in. Um, I always, but that's a theme in my life. I also wonder if that's just because like we moved a lot as a child, you know, like I, I've never had the opportunity to grab on and just stay. It, it was always changing. My physical was always changing. So no wonder my mental and spiritual change as well. Um, this is apropos to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh, you were explaining your relationship. So that, that made sense. I mean, right. If, if, if you don't see them like 
are leaning on them like Heather did. And there's a lot of change and right. I mean, it doesn't mean you don't acknowledge them and you don't have a, right. with them. it's just easier to realize, okay, it's the next shift, you know, right. It's just like everyone's filling their, their different uh, time slots or positions in your life. And yeah, I always felt kind of guilty. Yeah. I was like, God, am I just sort of like this right. easy, like I go with any guide and I drop them and I move <laughs> on to the next one. Because <laughs> there's very few, there's like Stiffy Gamo and then there's my dragon. Um, and Toa is, you know, the one who answers, it's not necessarily it, that could have just changed out constantly. You know, I just know whoever's answering me is the Toa right now. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I like the relationships that Heather forms with her guides. Um, I just haven't had that to that extent with that many guides. Attachment. Wow. Look how we ended up going to attachment, which is interesting <laughs> after talking about, but it full Trust circle and talking about mm-hmm. Heather and yeah. that goes back to why there's, there's feeling of loss and difference. Cause we get attached to, you know, our own, our energy, our identities, our physical, the way things are. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're human, of course, Yeah, you know, what's familiar. It's hard to face everything. That's not familiar. It's uncertain. You know, it can be exciting. There's certainly yeah. like when you go on vacation to different places, it's exciting, but you're still, your, you know, your body, you know, you know, maybe the language There's certain things that are still familiar when you take everything away and you don't even know what's what, then, you know, it's yeah. very, very scary. It's not, you so know, enjoyable. For, for me, it's, I get attached to a possible solution. I'm okay with, you know, changing it up. But if I think something's supposed to be the solution, it's really hard for me after exploring it to be like, no, that wasn't, if that's not it, move on. It, it, that's where my attachments come. Um, I, ha- and I, for me, a metaphor that came to me was, um, you know, when you start, when you see the beginning of an infomercial and you're like, whatever, but by the end of the infomercial, you can't live with whatever it is they're talking about. (laughs) Oh my God. And I know that about myself. Right. So when I see something, especially for skincare, I like Angela, you like your skincare routine. Don't watch this. (laughs) An hour later, I'm pulling out my credit card because I'm attached to this possible like solution, this future, whatever. And it's so until I like finally clued in on it. I was like, God, that is so fascinating. An hour ago, my life was complete. It's not like it's solving a health issue, right? It's like, this is pure want, not need, want. And an hour later, I have completely altered what I think I need in order to be happy and sleep well at night. So it's like, that's how I've I've taken that into my spiritual world now where I'm like, Angela, before you knew about this method or this person, you were fine. You were fine. You felt connected to source. Yeah. Like, don't buy into the hype. Like, you know what I mean? Am I making sense? You're a marketer's dream. Yeah. Oh, because you know hell what? Yeah. Right. Because what happens and why marketing, I imagine, works. Um, my husband's very much like that. You know, he'll see some pizza. I want pizza. You know, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But I think what happens is we believe, we believe we're identifying that we are suffering from the same situation that it's giving us a solution for, right? Your skin is beautiful. Everything's going good. But when they start telling you about the wrinkles, the dryness, you're seeing that, yeah, that that is true. I've noticed one wrinkle you know, way over here on the hairline, or I did have dryness three weeks ago Friday, (laughs) right? And then you're thinking you need it. You know, yeah. so that's, that's an interesting thing in our belief system when we fall 
in alignment with that. It doesn't mean it's true, but we've decided yeah. to help us, huh? So that yeah. attachment to, and that's only on certain things, like you say, that resonate with you. It wouldn't be, you know, food things or what have you, but interesting. But, you know, and, and where, can you, take that, where can you take that into your spiritual, right? You've, you didn't walk around thinking, oh, I'm disconnected to God. You know, if you were relative, I mean, some of us are, but when you feel like happy, like things are going well, and then you hear someone had this amazing experience and you're like, well, what am I doing wrong? I'm clearly behind. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, that's no. interesting. That goes to comparison as well, you yes. know, right? Because uh, we think we have to be like everyone else, We're in lack, you know? yeah. especially in spiritual work, because there are people who are certainly far more advanced. That's why there's mentors and teachers. Or signed right? up for a really good road show, right? Like <laughs> floor show, like Heather has amazing experiences. I've had them in the past, but mine is clearly changing now. And you got to be okay with that. But if I put everything aside, I feel connected. I feel like I'm on the path. So I got to let go of that attachment that in the past I had these great things. I want to be shot out of this cannon. I was shot out of the cannon. (laughs) Like, gotta let that little infomercial go. It works for other people. It works for Heather. That's how spirit speaks to her. Doesn't necessarily speak to me that way anymore. And that might be true of our uh, listeners. Like things change. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. And there's the attachment, a big attachment to wanting it, right? Especially if we liked it. And I I hear a lot with mediums and psychics and, you know, uh, angel communicators, what have you, is when it stops working the way it always did. And they're just like, you you get so, they get so scared and lost. Does that mean that it's gone away? No, it means the language is changing, relationships changing. Exactly. Nothing ever really stays the same forever. No, and you know what keeps on changing for me when I first was started waking up to I saw every well, I didn't see everything, but I was able to see my fields, see my chakras, see I would actually sneak up on people in the spirit plane and they would kind of look behind them going like who is standing there? And I remember seeing them and this it all started just dissipating little by little until right now there's just it's like looking through like if you're in a steamy shower, like looking mm. through the glass, and that's what I see right now. That's all I see. And there's, there used to be the separation in colors, and now all the colors are just muddled together in whatever's floating in front of me, and that's all I get. Clarity's gone, huh? Yeah, clarity. Or it's right now. It's, it's that's not to be gone. For whatever it's what, changed. For it's whatever morphed. it is. Yeah. For whatever is morphed into, and and it makes me wonder sometimes if. If it's just, I'm honing my skills so finely that, you know, what if you take away everything that's what you thought you could see spirit form and you're just honing for what truly is and it's just fine tuning it. So it's that and I, I know I joke around calling myself, you know, the Helen Keller of the spiritual world because <laughs> I feel everything, but I don't, I don't see, I don't really hear unless it's sometimes, sometimes I get a moment of grace and I'm allowed to briefly see what's going on because something I feel so strongly is happening. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Or are we supposed to see it? I totally relate to what you're saying. Are we supposed to see it differently is, you know, we've asked to integrate, we've asked to be spiritual and in the mundane world, Mm -hmm. maybe and and, and in my mind, I'm like, uh, you know, that looks like I can go to the grocery store and move things with my mind. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's a very sexy, very super powery Marvel comic vision, but maybe it isn't that. Maybe it is more subtle. Like 
what Heather's talking about. Maybe, I mean, recently I was doing some readings for people and I was like, I'm not sure, especially after COVID, if things were on, because I've been offline for a long time, even before COVID. But my readings were accurate, but the whole normal, like, okay, now I'm going to meditate for a day and blah, 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 blah. I was just sort of like slipping in, doing the work, coming out, relaying what I got. And it was accurate and it was helpful. I'm like, oh, wow, that didn't have the ceremony around it. The I always Often give circumstance. That's a great, great way to say it. I always give thanks afterwards. Like, thank you for letting me be a part of this. And I'm so grateful. Um, I'm ready to help again, however. Uh, but yeah, the pomp and circumstance is gone. The, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's like maybe we're more on the path than we think. And we're not, mm-hmm. all this stuff was just like the training wheels exactly. and what we needed, like the play school version of what it's really about, just so exactly. that we could learn it. Exactly. It's like window dressing. Yeah, for the spiritual world, and then here's here's actually what it really is. There, there goes that putting it in a box and labeling it what we think it should be. Go back to you're just talking about um, how we expected things to look, and of course, sometimes you talked about your pomp and circumstance, and it didn't look the way you you know originally did or you expected it to, but you still got the same results, and you still were connected. And um, maybe a good reminder as Heather goes through this. Um, shedding this uh, metamorphosis, this, um, you know, transition, however, um, maybe it reminds us all, right, where things start getting um, shook, our lives, our personalities, our experiences, maybe, you know, find a, a way that's going to ease that discomfort by faith, trust, um, and dropping those expectations and attachments. So do you guys have some other advice? I think you summed it up beautifully. Yeah, I really do. It's like, you know, if if you do catch yourself, just be like, oh yeah, that's okay too. I had advice. Yeah, spirit spirit. It's all spirit. Well, okay, let's see if it'll let me. All right. The advice I was gonna give earlier. All right there, Phoebe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, when I've been in that situation. I will light a candle and I will keep it on the desk with me. And when I have those moments of trying to figure it out, I look at the flame and I see the energy and the transformation that's there because fire is transformative, right? It doesn't just alter it. It like transmutes things. And I know that it's being worked on by the flame, by the energy. It's symbolic of all that's going on and it calms me down. It's like a, like a little meditation. So I've done that in the past when Heather, I've been where you are, where it's like, you know, you're not supposed to touch it. You know, you're not supposed to try to figure it out and your brain wants to go there. I just would look at the flame and I would say it's being worked on. And this, that would be a physical representation of, of what's going on in the energetic world. That's a really good idea. I like that. Very good. Brings you comfort. Absolutely. See, so you're supposed to say it at the end and not. There you the go. Yeah. yeah. All right, listeners, we like to thank you for tuning in to the three intuitive healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast.
podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast. 